Amen. Our text will be coming from John chapter 19, reading the 30th verse. And it says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. I want to thank God for being here. I want to thank God for the opportunity to come to Portland one more time. You know, we have a lot of friends and family, and um, we thank God for being here, the family of Jesus Christ. And it's good to be in church one more time. And it's, it's just a wonderful feeling because back on the East Coast, we're not in church. And it's good to be around the saints of God, just feel the presence of God. And I thank God for confirming my message this morning. It sounded like an Easter message to me. But I thank God for that song. He could have called a thousand angels to set him free. He could have called a thousand angels to take him off that cross, but he died for you. What a what a savior! What a what a redeemer to stand and, and stay on that cross to die for you and me. And in this scripture, we read that um, he said it was finished. And um, as we look, it started a long time ago in Bethlehem. He had a mission to accomplish when he came to this earth. He was born of a virgin Mary in a manger, and he grew up and he committed no sin. He, he went uh, preaching throughout the world, and he healed the sick, and, and he raised the dead, but he was on a mission. His mission was the cross. He had to go to the cross. And, and we see that he was beaten, he was spat upon, he was mocked, but he still went through with the suffering to get to the cross. And, and as we see on the cross, he was sitting there and... and, and his last, one of his last words was, it was finished. What was finished? His ministry was finished. His life on the, and his time on earth was finished. His mission was complete. He had done what he was supposed to do. And I would like to say he had a turnkey job. Everything that he needed to do, he did. He crossed every T, he dotted every I for us. And it was finished. And, 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 and as I studied, I was wondering, what did he finish? And if we read in the preceding chapters, and, and, and we read that we find out that he finished our entrance into the holies of holies. They said, when he said it was finished, the veil was rent from top to bottom. In, Mark, in Matthew 27 and 51, it says, and behold, the veil was rent from top to bottom. That gave us entrance into the holies of holies. We didn't have to go through a priest. We didn't have to go through anyone. He cut out the middle man. He said, you can come to me for, my, for yourself. He says, I am the door the truth and the life. No one gets through the Father but through me. He said it is finished. I have completed that task. In Hebrews 19, in Hebrews 10, 19 and 20, it says, having therefore, brethren, the boldness to enter into the holies by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're so glad that soldier pierced him in the side and the blood ran because it gave us interest into the holies of holy by a new and living way that he has consecrated for us. See, that, that blood that was shed and that interest into the holies of holy still holds true today. 
that blood that was shed back on Calvary still gives us interest into the holies of holy. It's a living word. It said it's the same yesterday, today, and in the future and forevermore, it will be the same. He gave us entrance into the holies of holies. And we can go to Psalms 104, and he says, Enter into my gates with thanksgiving, and into my courts with praise. We can enter boldly before Christ and ask what we need. He says, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. We have entrance into the holies of holies. Thank God that God stayed on that cross and didn't call those thousand angels. And he hung from the sixth to the ninth hour to shed his blood and give us entrance into the holies of holy. We thank God that we have uh, 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 an access to him. Because if you don't know, our access was broken way back in, 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 in Eden when, when Adam sinned and it created a gulf between us and God. But thank God Jesus came and died on the cross and created a bridge across that gulf that we can walk across and get to Jesus and and be saved of our sins. We thank God that God gave us entrance into the holies of holies. Not only did he complete that task, he completed a task for our justification. It says in Romans 5 and 9, much more than being now justified by his blood shall be saved. From the wrath, from our wrath, not his wrath, he lived a perfect life. From our wrath, he justified us. If you don't know anything about justified, it means to be exonerated, forgiven for our sins. He completed that task. The work is done. We don't have to do any work because our righteousness is filthy rags anyway. We can't do good enough. We can't be good enough. But thank God we had a Savior that was good enough. We had a perfect lamb that was willing to sacrifice himself that we can be justified. And it said in him, in him, we have uh, redemption through his blood that was shed. We thank God for his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins according to his riches, to his grace. Everything depends on him, and I'm so glad that he completed the task. He accomplished the task of our justification, that we can go and ask God, God, forgive me of my sins, and he can wipe the slate clean. He can take our sins and ball them up and throw them in the sea of forgetfulness, and we can be free of our sins. We thank God for that justification. And it's saying being justified freely. I like that word freely. We couldn't pay for it. You couldn't work hard enough. You couldn't make enough money. You couldn't do anything in this world. It's a priceless thing. And he gave it to us freely. No matter what you've done. No matter how much money you have or how much money you don't have. All you have to come with a pure heart and says, God, forgive me. And guess what? You're justified. Freely. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is give him your heart. It can be any kind of heart. My heart wasn't always good. Oh, I had a dark heart too. And sometimes I didn't have nothing to give. Nothing to give. I gave him my nothing. And he justified. If you don't believe he can make something out of nothing, go back to Genesis 1 and 1. When he created the earth, and and the earth was void with nothing. And he says, let there be light. Let there be the firmament. Let there. He was creating out of nothing. So if you have nothing to give, give him your nothing, and he'll create something. We thank God. 
justification. And it says, by his grace through the redemption that is Jesus whom hath sent forth to be the propitiation through the faith in his blood. Declare his righteousness. <laughs> he paid atonement for us. <laughs> his blood. His righteousness. Thank, thank God we have a friend we can lean on. Thank God we have a friend that can carry us. We can carry. He has enough. He has enough for all of us. Because he says, I stand waiting. Arms open up. Saying, come. Ye that are heavy. Burdened and heavy laden. Come unto me. And I will give you rest. He will give you rest. All you have to do is come with an empty heart. There's a song that says, I am redeemed. I am bought with a price. Jesus has changed my whole life. See, you have been bought a blood-bought Christian. He has signed the dotted line. He has given you your justification. All you have to do is come and ask. Ask. And he'll freely give it to you. And I like when he gives it to you, guess what? No one can take it away. No one can take it away. It says in Romans 8 and 1, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk, walk according to the flesh, but according to his spirit. So once you get in Jesus and you start walking in Jesus, there is no condemnation. There is no guilt that you should feel because you've been covered under the blood. See, when you get under Christ, he, he, he takes that blood that was shed and that water that ran out, and he washes you clean. You, he can take a dirty soul and make it white as snow. We thank God for him dying on that cross. There is so much power in that cross. If we just come to the cross and Humbly sit at his feet. That cross also was for our healing. It was our healing for our sin sick soul. In 1 Peter 2 and 24, it says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sin might live in righteousness, who by whose stripes we are now healed. See, sometimes we use that as physical healing, but that's for our spiritual healing, too. Because he said he bore our sins. The one who had no sin took on my sin and your sin and hung on the cross for us. He had his father turn his back on him because he couldn't look on sin. But he bore it all for us. He bore it for our righteousness, our uh, sanctification. We're so glad that he stayed on the cross. And it says in Isaiah 50, 53 and 5, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon him for his stripes. There it is. For his stripes. He took it. He bore it. He took the bruising. He took the, the transgressions. He took all of it for us. All we have to do is ask. All we have to do is come to him. He paid it all. We have no price to bring. We have nothing. All we have to do is come as we are. 
done bought it all. He done paid it all. He'll take it all. He'll, he'll take the weight off your shoulders. He'll take the guilt out of your mind. All you have to do is come to the cross. We're healed. We're, he, he, he healed us. He has the medicine. The blood is the medicine. But you have to come to the doctor. You have to come to him. Uh, uh, medical doctors can't do it. Psych psychological doctors can't do it. There's only one. There's only one, Jesus Christ. And he can heal all manner of diseases, spiritual and physical, if you need it. All you have to do is come to him and, and kneel and say, God, forgive me of my sins. Don't try to fix anything. Don't try to bring anything. Just bring yourself. Because guess what? He already knows what you need. And he's always, he already paid the price. You know, everybody likes something free. I like something free. If you're telling me we're having free ice cream, I might be the first one in line. Trying to get some ice cream. This is free also. You can be the first in line at these altars. Getting your free justification. Getting your free sanctification. Getting your free Holy Ghost. It's all free. It's all been paid for. And after he heals us, we've been adopted, you know. Yeah, we've been adopted in Romans 8, 15 and 16. He says, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again. <laughs> You're not tied down. You're not bonded. Again, into fear. You're not bound with fear. He says, but ye have received the spirit. <laughs> you have received the, the, the spirit. And we can cry, Abba, Father, thy spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children. Children. We're sons and daughters of the king. <laughs> We're sons and daughters of the king. What does that mean? We have a royal priesthood. We have a holy nation. Oh yeah, we are. We are the prince and the and the princes of Jesus Christ. We are. We we we're in a different league. Yes, 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 yes. We 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 have favor of the king. It's good to have favor of the king because you can walk up to the king and say, "I need something. I want something." And, and you know, if you have any, if you have children, you know when your children cry, you listen. When your children cry out, "Mom, Dad," you listen. And if they have a need, you fulfill it. Oh, what to be the child of the Almighty God? What to be the child of a, of a, a Savior that created, controls everything. You're his child. You're adopted into his family. He's looking over you. He's watching you. He's taking care of you. Oh, and it says, now, therefore, you're no more strangers or foreigners. We're not, we're not strangers uh, you know, when we have our, our house, and if, if you come to Atlanta, I want you to come around to the back door. Because if you ring the front door, we know you haven't been there before. You must be Amazon or FedEx or something. 
Because when you are friends of ours and family of ours, you come around to the back porch. And you know that we leave our screen door un- uh, unlocked. <laughs> I said that to the whole world. <laughs> but we know that we leave it unlocked when we're up. And when they come in, they say, we're here. We're family. We're friends. We thank God that you can come in. We thank God because God is a God like that. No matter what time of night, no matter what time of day, when you kneel down on your knees and you ask God for something, guess what? He said, I incline my ear. I will listen to you because he's a God that never sleeps, nor slumbers. He's always looking out. He's always watchful for his children. He says, but fellow citizens with the saints and the house of God, the house of God, when you're in his house, you're one of them, one of us, one of the children of God, and he's leading and guiding us. And when you're a child of his and that he said, I go away to prepare a place for you. And it says um, in 1 Peter 1 and 4, to an inheritance, guess what? It's incorruptible. It's undefiled. And it never, and that fadeth not away. It's reserved for you. This thing is not going away. If you walk according to his spirit and you walk according to his command and you follow him all the days of your life, you will understand you have an inheritance. That inheritance is heaven. That inheritance is the streets of gold. That inheritance is a crystal river. That is inheritance that you will never have to cry anymore. That inheritance that you will never be sick anymore. That's an inheritance that's never going away, that no one can take away from you as long as you stay under the blood. And it says, for this cause is he the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressors that were under the first testament, that which were called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. That means we will live for Jesus, we'll live with Jesus forever. <laughs> oh, what a day, what a day of rejoicing that would be. When, when, when we can get to heaven and, and we can see all our loved ones and, and we can see all the saints that has gone on before. And then we can shout around heaven that we have been redeemed. We have been blood bought. Uh, we have overcome the troubles, trials and tribulations of this world. And we can say we're at home at last. I'm going to sit around the feet of Jesus. I'm going to just try to be where he is. Ain't that a good day? Wouldn't that be a good day? It is finished. The work has been done. The documents have been signed. 